Hello. Welcome to My Secret Obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and today we're reading Stolen Kiss. Reviewers say, Suspense? Romance? It has it all. And another, This kept me on the edge of my seat. Stolen Kiss is a must-read for romantic suspense fans. You've probably heard of Goodreads, but a new site, Ream Stories, is connecting authors and readers. You can follow authors and get an inside view to their writing process, join them in special Facebook groups, and even hear some of your own short stories read aloud to the group. Once Ream Stories finalizes the ability to upload audiobooks, you can enjoy some of my ultra-steamy audiobooks. Please stop by my page to see what's already available at tinyurl.com slash reamcherish. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 4 The wisps of weeds among the dormant grass of Brett's backyard scratched at his jeans as he walked to the greenhouse. It was a small building, as greenhouses go, but it was big enough for his purposes. He grew vegetables, herbs, and annuals from seeds. He would transplant them to his vegetable garden and the flower beds once spring took hold. He loved his little hobby, the growing of seedlings, but his favorite plant, the plant that allowed him to quiet his nightmares, was housed in the greenhouse too. The wolf's bane was limited to a few large pots nestled in the back corner of the greenhouse. Stepping inside, the mugginess of the small building cloaked him in a shawl of sweat. Even in winter, the room could be suffocating, but it was worth it. The greenhouse allowed him privacy and safety in growing his wolfsbane. In the beginning, when he first realized how to quiet the nightmares that haunted him, he'd struggled with how to help the women achieve perfection without leaving a trail that would lead back to him. But one morning, at the farmer's market, solved that problem for him. He'd stumbled upon a hippie's booth. The graying woman's thick dreadlocks hung loose over a hibiscus-patterned moo. She'd also worn chunky rocks strung around her neck in an awkward necklace. He'd wondered how she could stand the weight of the rocks, clacking against her chest all day. But what had caught Brett's eye was not the outlandish woman, but the tiny bottles of aromatherapy that lined her booth. He picked up one of the bottles and read the colored tags. The contents were made from common household plants. Lilac, lavender, peppermint, sage. The list went on. Each scent had its own colored label to make identification easier. She'd explained to him how she made the perfumed extracts at home from the plants that she tended. They talked for a long time. He had chatted her up, even bought a sample of each of her products, and she offered to show him her little factory at home. He'd met the hippie at her house, and she'd spent hours going over her process with him. She'd been very helpful. When he left that day, he went straight home and scoured the internet for everything he'd need for his little side project. He purchased the necessary items from various vendors. Waiting for the seeds to germinate nearly drove him out of his mind, but once the seeds germinated, he transplanted the seedlings to a large pot. He set stakes in the soil and trained the plants to follow the path of the stakes that forked as they grew in height. From his research, he knew how deadly Wolfsbane was. Whenever he cooked up a new tincture of Wolfsbane, he addressed as if he worked for the CDC. He knew how deadly contact with the plant was. He'd read about a gardener in England who died shortly after brushing against the plant. That tidbit of information fascinated him. Who would plant such a deadly plant in their home garden? 
That was as intelligent as leaving dozens of buckets of water around the house for toddlers to fall into. Wasn't that just asking for trouble? Whenever he worked at the plant, he was decked out from head to toe. He even wore a gas mask to prevent the fumes of the wolfsbane from poisoning him as he made the tincture. He wasn't sure if the mask was necessary, but he knew that poison ivy traveled through the air when it was burned, and he didn't want to accidentally poison himself. Perfecting the making of the tincture had taken time. He wasn't a chemist, but he did love science. Drawing the poison from the leaves and roots aligned his natural love for botany and cooking. As long as he followed the recipe, he could do it. He attended the wolfsbane in the privacy of his locked greenhouse for the safety of others. His neighbors frequently stopped by the house to congratulate him on the beauty of his flower beds. He'd also caught a few girls sneaking into his yard to tear off flowers to tuck behind their ears. He couldn't live with the horror of children accidentally poisoning themselves by picking off the leaves and ignorantly eating any part of the plant. But you never knew with kids. They dare each other to do the stupidest stuff, and they never failed to rise to the challenge. So now, he walked past his plant and vegetable seedlings and came to a stop in front of the wolfsbane. Putting on his gloves, he picked up a little bottle of wolfsbane tincture and carried it back into the house. He set the little bottle on the kitchen table and then set the alarm on his cell phone. First, he'd eat dinner and then get a few hours of sleep. When the alarm buzzed, he'd be refreshed and ready for his date with Mandy. Chapter 5 Bella flipped the beef tenderloin fillets in the marinade, recovered the dish, and set the dish in the fridge. She'd splurged for the good stuff because she wanted to show her appreciation to Jack. He'd been so wonderful, letting her stay with him until she felt comfortable enough to go back to her own place. And now she needed to have a mature talk with him. The reality of that need made her dizzy. They'd settled into a pattern, similar to an old married couple. They kept each other company, ate together, grocery shopped together, and cuddled a little on the sofa when they watched television. But they hadn't crossed the line when it came to sex. Yet. The meeting with her therapist earlier in the day had gone well. For the first month after the attack, she'd met with Dr. Stevens twice a week. Now she saw her once a week. She'd spent most of today's time talking about Jack and what she wanted in her relationship with Jack and how her past was hampering her future. The nightmares had lessened, which she was thankful for, but the prickly feeling that covered her when Jack touched her intimately still lingered. Logically, she understood how Eric's assault would stay with her and be an issue she'd need to work through, but she hated the way she reacted when Jack touched her. She wanted to enjoy sensual pleasure again. It frustrated her that she was having difficulty getting past those issues. But today, in her meeting, she decided that she would talk with Jack about it, she was determined to get our life back. Bella glanced around the kitchen when she heard the garage door opening for Jack's truck. She had finished with most of the prep and even straightened up the mess she made while she cooked. She wanted to seamlessly transition from dinner to romance. Jack stepped into the house from the garage and his mouth watered. Some of his favorite aromas floated through the air. His taste buds tingled at the thought of tender steaks, fluffy baked potatoes dabbed with sour cream, and something chocolatey, probably brownies, one of his favorites. Walking into the kitchen, he couldn't help but smile when his eyes landed on Bella. She had changed into yoga pants and a loose button-down Washington Nationals baseball jersey. 
He hadn't seen her in that shirt before, but she was hotter than hell. If it were Halloween, she'd kick Harley Quinn's ass. Bella's hair was pulled up in a ponytail. Her pink tips accented her black hair and swung through the air with her movements. The jersey gave her a sporty look that he found irresistible, and the yoga pants cradled her perfect ass. What he wouldn't give to get his hands on her. At work? At home? He never got a break from the temptation. Jack set his backpack on the kitchen chair. It smells wonderful, he groaned, moving to the island. What's on the menu? And what should I do? He pressed his hands on the granite and leaned towards her. Bella noticed the way his eyes traveled over her body. Apparently, she'd chosen the right outfit, because lust glinted in his eyes. Well, you can sit down and relax. She pointed to a chair. I'm doing this for you. Oh, no, he shook his head. I can't just sit here staring at you like some freak. As much as he'd enjoy the view, he'd only get his body worked up for no reason, and he hated adding to the sexual tension. He knew she'd already felt bad about shutting him down sexually. You need to deal me in. Do I need to start the grill? Bella pulled open the fridge and took out the steaks. Carrying the steaks to the island, she said, I already did that. Should be nice and hot. She peeled back the plastic wrap and tossed it in the trash. Cocking her head to the side, she gave him a crooked smile. Since I don't like freaks to stare at me, how about you put these on the grill? Jack smirked back at her. He loved her playful side. That side of her had gone dark for a while after the attack. But he could tell she was coming back to herself. He planned to do whatever he needed to help her. Picking up the steak dish in one hand, he said, I'm on it. These fillets will be grilled to perfection. Browned on the outside and medium on the inside. Just the way I like them, she shot back with a wink. Jack grabbed a fork from the drawer and headed out the door to the grill on the porch. He loved to grill especially now that he had Bella here. Before she came to live with him, he occasionally cooked. He did a lot of takeout, but that got repetitive. As he lifted the lid on the grill, heat kissed his skin. Stabbing a filet with the fork, he lifted it out of the marinade and plopped it onto the grill. The meat sizzled as the heat seared the outside. He stabbed the other steak and dropped it onto the grill, too. Gripping the handle, he lowered the cover. Bella went back and forth between the island and the refrigerator as she took out the food containers. She set the blackberries on the island, along with the steak sauce and sour cream. She grabbed the pre-washed broccoli and dumped it into the vegetable steamer basket. Picking up the basket, she set it in the pot with the water to steam. Jack came in and rinsed the dish with the marinade and then found a spot for it in the dishwasher. I'll flip the steaks in a few minutes, he said. He leaned against the counter and crossed his arms over his chest. Taking a deep breath, he watched Bella as she flit around the kitchen, getting the last-minute items for dinner. His mind was muddled with desire. Every atom in him craved her touch. He wanted to caress her, to feel her silkiness as his fingers glided through her wetness, but he knew she'd shut down on him, so he'd just wait patiently for her to give him the go-ahead, and when he got the go sign, nothing would be able to hold him back. She paused and looked at him. Don't just stare at me. You know I hate that. He'd always got this hungry look in his eyes. It scared her. Not because she thought he would hurt her, but because she hadn't been ready to act on the desire that he didn't bother to hide. And now, the butterflies in her stomach fluttered with nervous anticipation. He shrugged and held his hands out. 
just killing time. He couldn't help but think about how lucky he was. If he hadn't gotten to Bella in time, she'd be dead. He had enough people haunting him. He didn't want her death on his conscience, too. Yeah, she grabbed the potholders and pulled open the oven door. For some reason, I think there's more to it than that. She'd noticed the tinting of his pants. She poked a fork in the baked potatoes and plopped them on the plate. Jack glanced at his watch and grabbed a clean plate. Gonna check the steaks. He went to the grill and flipped the steaks. Her behavior was making him antsy. She was acting differently than she normally did. She was putting out a nervous vibe. He wasn't sure what was up, but he knew something was going on. He leaned against the porch rail and crossed his arms. She'd been to see her therapist. Had they discussed him? Their relationship? Was that what was bothering her? Bella leaned against the counter and took a deep breath to collect her thoughts, reminding herself that she didn't need to be nervous. She worked on switching her nervousness to excitement with how the night could end. The porch door opened and Jack walked in with the steaks on the plate. Bella stepped over to him. These look fantastic. Absolute perfection, Jack bragged. Let's dig in. They ate with easy conversation. As Bella dragged her last bite of steak through the steak sauce, she said, I think we should talk. The food in Jack's stomach gurgled with unease. He finished chewing and set his fork down. I knew something was up. Jack nodded his head and smiled, hoping to lighten the serious mood that had descended over the table the minute the words left her mouth. So this dinner is supposed to soften whatever blow you're about to make, right? Bella cocked her head and smiled. I know, she chuckled. No one wants to hear the words, I think we should talk. She shrugged. But I promise. What did she promise? That she wasn't breaking up with him? That was absurd. First, because they weren't in high school. And second, because she wasn't even sure what they were. Were they dating? They hadn't really had that conversation. I'm not trying to give you any bad news, Jack. So what are you doing? He asked. Nervous, she took a deep breath and began. I talked a lot about you today at my appointment. Dr. Stevens knows all about us. Bella smiled and motioned with her hand back and forth between them. She'd love to meet you someday. He was not interested in meeting the shrink. It wasn't that he thought psychotherapy was stupid. He just wasn't interested in having someone critiquing him. Didn't they just sit in a chair aloof and judge every word and movement, picking everything apart in an attempt to look into your brain? The shrinks he met were like that. He was more comfortable being the one trying to read people through their actions words, and even what they didn't say. He did it for self-preservation. A shrink did it to find out how messed up you really were, which was fine for Bella, because Eric had truly messed her up. He'd seen how the shrink was helping her. That would be nice, he said with an affirming nod. She didn't need to know that he would put that off for as long as possible. Did you tell her how sexy I am? He asked, trying to lighten the moment. There was no way she was admitting to everything she said about him, but his sexiness had come up. Hmm. She cocked her head and scrunched up her face as if she was thinking really hard. No, that didn't come up. Liar, he barked a laugh and pointed at her. Humor danced in his eyes. I can tell by the way your lip twitched that it did. You're lying. She hated the way her lip twitched when she was lying. It was like her lips were mysteriously attached to her conscience, and her conscience was a drunk fisherman trying to reel in a sand shark. 
She pressed her lips together and narrowed her eyes at him. I may have mentioned that you were attractive, she conceded. If she'd been in a relationship with Jack before her fiasco with Eric, there'd be no way they wouldn't have had sex already. Jack was a good-looking guy, and from what she'd seen, his body was a wonderland that she wanted to enjoy. Attractive. He nodded slowly at her, his eyes narrowing with lust. That's a good start. What other words did you use? Sexy. He leaned closer to her and lowered his voice. Muscled. Masculine. Bella interrupted. Annoying? She broke the word up for emphasis and bugged her eyes. She loved how Jack could ease her worries and bring out the best in this situation. She loved that he was steady. He'd been a rock, and now she needed to trust him with her body. He clutched at his chest as he leaned back in his chair. Annoying? Now I'm hurt. She rolled her eyes and reached across the table, taking his hand. Speaking slowly and in her most seductive voice, she said, You scale walls, swim with sharks, and eat terrorists for breakfast. You're too brave, strong, and sexy to be hurt by mere words. True, he said, nodding. He liked the way those words fell from her lips. Her fingertips grazed the skin of his hand, making his cock thicken. He leaned forward, bringing his lips closer to hers. Her emotions played out on her face as he teased her, and he loved it. She was always beautiful to him, but whenever she relaxed and opened up to him, it was like looking into heaven. Keep going. This is working for me. She broke out in a laugh. Just about anything works for you. He adjusted in his chair. Not really. Just you. He motioned with his head towards the family room. Let's move this conversation to the sofa, where I can wrap you in my arms and you can keep telling me how awesome I am. She snorted. With an invitation like that, how could I resist? They made their way to the sofa. Jack sat by the armrest with one leg on the sofa and the other foot on the floor, creating an alcove for her with his body. She eased between his legs and rested her back on his chest. He wrapped his arms around her. This position would be easier for her. She wouldn't have to look at him as she embarrassed herself, and if he was interested in her proposition, which she was confident that he would be, she wouldn't have to move much. There wouldn't be the awkward walk to the bedroom or some other comfortable surface. She bit her bottom lip as her heart raced. She decided to just go for it, let him know what she wanted. Anyway, Dr. Stevens and I talked about you. I think, and she agrees, that you and I are at a crossroads. First, I want to thank you for letting me stay with you for so long. She craned her head to look at him over her shoulder. I'm sure when you brought me home the first night, you didn't expect me to basically move in. He knew it was always bad when a girl tells you that she wants to talk. But if she walked out on him tonight, he'd never trust his gut again. He thought they were doing great, but the seriousness of her tone and words rattled his heart. Wait, he interrupted. I'm happy that you are here. You need to know that. He hugged her closer to his body. She shrugged a shoulder. I know that, but things between us are all messed up. He didn't see anything wrong with their relationship, other than the lack of sex, which they could do something about. I don't think it's messed up wasn't going to let her assume how he felt. I thought you'd been doing better, been happier lately. I was hoping that I had something to do with it. 
Oh, she tapped his hand that rested in her lap. I didn't mean messed up in a bad way. I mean, our order is all wrong. I've been living with you for almost two months now, but I'm not quite sure what we are. I mean, she hesitated. Are we roommates? Friends or lovers? She snorted. I know. Lovers is ridiculous since we haven't had sex. He chuckled and placed his hand over hers so that her hand was sandwiched between his. His voice took on a husky tone as he said, Now that you've twisted my arm, I'll concede to sex if it'll make you feel better. He knew it would make him feel a hell of a lot better. I'd be willing to do that for you. She snorted. That's not what I said. Sad thing was, it's what she wanted, but she wasn't sure she was ready for that. Eric's abuse had scarred her psyche more than any of the physical scars he'd given her. She didn't want to promise sex and then freak out and not deliver. Don't go making this all about sex. Didn't relationships always come down to sex? Eventually, you either did it or you moved on. He wasn't interested in her as a roommate in some weird platonic friendship. He wanted her in his bed, and he was willing to wait if he had to, but he needed to know that the day would come when they'd connect on an intimate level. He craved that affirmation. If it's not about sex, then what's it about? Jack asked. She stared at the television across the room. The dark screen reflected their image like a blurry mirror. Intimacy? Trust? She knew better than to say love. They weren't there yet. She knew the difference between strong sexual attraction and the all-consuming power of love. She knew once she spoke the words that she would feel like a fool if she froze up. I hope you don't mind that I mentioned you in my appointments with Dr. Stevens. She took a deep breath and swallowed, trying to squelch the nerves that crawled up her throat. I mentioned to Dr. Stevens that we kiss and cuddle. She felt stupid. She wasn't a virgin, but here she was, nervous and embarrassed. She scratched her neck and continued. I told her how I shut down when you... She shrugged a shoulder. When you started to touch my breasts. I know. She flipped her hand in nonchalance. Trust me. I'm embarrassed that I'm acting like I lived in a convent most of my life. Her eyes started to water as her emotions seeped too close to the surface. Trying to lighten the moment, she added. And if we don't fix this soon, you're going to end up with a wicked case of carpal tunnel. She looked over her shoulder and squeezed his hand. Hey, he raised his right hand. I'm not sure what you're trying to imply, but I'm willing to let you experience firsthand how effective this hand can be. He gave her a panty-melting smile. She chuckled and nodded. You can always make me laugh, Jack Black. Bella must have done something right in her life that she could end up with a man like him. Did she love him? He'd been there for her at the lowest point of her life, cheering her on, supporting her. What emotion was at the root of all of this? Love? So, what do you want? She asked. He wanted her in his bed, in his heart, and in his life. Honestly, I want us to be lovers. Inhaling deeply, the scent of her shampoo filled his head and teased his senses. The heat of her body thickened his cock to an uncomfortable degree as it pressed against the zipper of his jeans. He wanted tonight to be the night, and he had the balls to say so. Leaning his head forward, close to her ear, in a husky voice, he said, I want to experience all of you. Taste the sweat on your skin as we make love.
tease your nipples with my tongue, stroke your slit and feel the heat of your breath on my skin. What I really want is to feel you shudder when you come on my cock. Bella's breathing increased as the butterflies in her stomach flit her fears away and her panties dampened. His cock pressed against her back, and she wanted him to do those things to her. The raw need and sexual desire was evident in the raspy tone of Jack's voice. She could feel that he was primed and ready to go. And so was she. Her pussy pulsed with the need to be filled and stroked. She knew he wouldn't deny her. I want that too. A small laugh slipped from her. She thought about sex with Jack all the time, and she knew it would be as wonderful as she fantasized. But she'd finally grown tired of fantasizing. She wanted sex with Jack to be reality. Damn her fears. Feeling the strength of his body supporting her, she began. I told Dr. Stevens how I shut down whenever you touch my breasts. I talked to her about exposure therapy. I want to try to retrain myself to enjoy your touch. Jack's mind was jumbled as he tried to process what she said. He heard the phrase exposure therapy before. So, how would that work, he asked. In her nervousness, she traced lines over his hands that circled her waist. Well, you'd touch me. We'd go slowly. Give me a chance to retrain my mind to enjoy the touch. She felt so stupid. Eric hadn't raped her, but he had groped at her breasts when his hands weren't wrapped around her neck. Jack didn't want to fail her, but he wasn't sure he wanted to do this. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Is this something we'd do during your session? Would Dr. Stevens be there? He did not want an audience when he was with Bella. She laughed. No, this would just be between us. Here. She paused and looked over her shoulder at him. Now, she whispered. Had he heard her right? Now? She turned her body so they faced each other. Yes. Now. She moved her hands to the top button of her shirt and slowly unbuttoned it as she stared into Jack's eyes. The green of his eyes darkened as her fingers fumbled with the second button, revealing more skin. Are you okay with this? She whispered, her fingers moving to the third button. Jack nodded. He wanted to tear the shirt apart, send the buttons flying through the air. She was going way too slowly but watching her expose herself to him was hotter than hell. Needing to do something with his hands, he gripped her hips and shifted her, so her legs straddled his body. Is that better? he asked, his voice rough with lust. Yeah. She finished unbuttoning the jersey and let it hang open. She'd purposely worn a lacy white bra that hooked in the front. Keeping her eyes locked on his, her fingers fumbled with the plastic hook centered between her breasts. Bending them, the hook opened and the bra cups loosened. She took a moment just to steady her breath as the lace still clung to the curve of her breasts. Her heart pounded in her chest with the same excitement and anticipation she saw in Jack's eyes. Then she pulled the bra away from her breasts. The cool air against her flesh pebbled her nipples. Jack swallowed. Although her breasts were exposed, he hadn't taken his eyes off her face. He kept his hands on her hips, not wanting to rush her. Her dark brown eyes seduced him with their trust, and her lips begged for his attention. 
He eased forward and gently brushed his lips against hers, in a kiss filled with the promise of love. Bella eased into the comfort of his touch and prolonged the kiss, taking his bottom lip into her mouth and nipping it. His moan emboldened her as his hands tightened on her hips and pulled her against him. His hard length was nestled between her legs. She had noticed his erection through his clothes whenever they'd made out, and she'd wanted to touch it then. But right now, she wanted to press her body against him and feel the heat of him between her legs. She wanted to rock against him and take them both to oblivion. She moved her hands to cover his, noting the roughness of his skin. He was all man, strong, masculine and sexy. Those hands did wonderful things. But most importantly, they'd saved her, literally coaxing her from death's door. Clutching his hands, she guided them up her abdomen until the bottom of her breasts were centered between his thumb and index finger. With every beat of Jack's heart, energy coursed through him and transformed his desire to absolute need. His cock begged to get in on the action. It pressed against the zipper of his pants, long and hard and ready to stroke her to paradise. His fingertips were mere inches from her nipples. It took everything in him to keep from squeezing her soft breasts or thumbing her nipples. She broke the kiss and gazed into his eyes. Every sensation was heightened. The steady whoosh of Jack's breathing sent tiny puffs of heat whirling over her body. The heat of his hands cradling her breasts sent her blood thrumming through her, and her clit pulsed with desire. Her need to grind against him pushed all fear and concern away. Nodding with trust in her eyes, she whispered, Touch me. Jack inched his hands up until he fully cupped her breasts. Her heart pulsed against his hand. The steady beat fast and hard. His own heart raced, too, rushing his blood to his cock. He brushed a finger over her dark areola and skimmed her nipple. It peaked with pleasure and begged for attention as it hardened. She couldn't help but push herself against his crotch. His hard cock teased her through thin yoga pants. She moved her hips against him again intensifying the pleasure as Jack teased her nipples. Jack stared at her face as she used his body to bring them both pleasure. Her eyes were closed and her lips barely parted as her breathing quickened. Her nipples were like bullseyes on a target. They popped out at him, begging for attention. He leaned forward and sucked her nipple into his mouth and flicked the tender flesh with his tongue. Jack, she moaned as his teeth grazed over the hardened peak. Another wave of pleasure washed through her as he massaged her breasts and teased her nipples. She rocked against him until the heat between her legs became too much. Pressing her hands against his shoulders, she pulled her breasts free from his mouth. Too much? Jack panted. He didn't think his cock could get any harder. Every cell in his body wanted to be inside her, but he'd stop if she needed him to, even if it left him with a life-threatening case of blue balls. She shook her head and let her shirt and bra fall to the floor. Pulling his shirt out of his pants, she said, No, don't stop. She worked his shirt up and exposed his chest. Then she threaded her fingers through the light dusting of hair that covered his chest, running her hands over his pecs and tight abs. He leaned forward and pulled his shirt over his head. Her hands skimmed down his chest and stopped on the fly of his jeans. Let's do this, she said her fingers shaking as she fiddled with the button on his jeans. He pushed her hands away, 
without the proper amount of blood in his brain. He was confused and probably delusional from the need to free his cock and take them both to the promised land. Now? Here? He couldn't even think straight. But when she stood and shimmied out of her yoga pants, he stopped asking questions. Hopping on the sofa, he kicked off his shoes and stripped his jeans and underwear from his body. Not here, he said with a shake of his head. He wanted room to maneuver. He gripped her waist and lifted her. She wrapped her legs around him and threaded her fingers through his hair. As he carried her to his room, she moved against him, stroking her pussy against his hardness that jutted out from his body. The warmth of her wetness slicked him with each undulation. Her breasts were crushed against his chest, and her nipples stroked him as she moved. She was so fucking hot that he couldn't wait to be buried in her. Bella was lost in sensation. With each stroke of her pussy against the top ridge of his cock, little fireworks exploded inside her. The fine hairs on his chest tickled her breasts and teased her sensitive nipples. She couldn't help but moan as pleasure washed over her. She was so close to coming in his arms. Jack pushed through his bedroom door and moved to set her on the bed. No, she panted. Her clip pulsed with the need to be stroked and pounded. I want to be on top. She wiggled out of his embrace and shoved him in the chest. Get on the bed, she ordered. She was bossy, but he liked it. If she wanted to be on top, then on top she'd be. Who was he to complain? He'd let her ride him until she came, and then he'd take over. Jack sprawled out on the bed and opened his arms to her. His cock stood proud, ready to do its duty. She couldn't believe she was stark naked and ordering him around, but the need between her legs could no longer be denied. Her pussy pulsed with desire. She crawled up his body, took his length in her hand, and pressed her center against the tip of his cock. Staring into his eyes, she eased down slowly. His thick head slipped inside teasing her in the most sensual of ways. She lifted again and stroked his cock through her folds, before pressing down and letting just the tip of him into her again. Fuck, baby, Jack groaned, enjoying the teasing and the torture of her game. You're killing me. The gentle pressure of her walls cleaning to the tip of his cock as she took him in and out was an exquisite sensation of pleasure that forced everything from his mind except the need to be in her. Fuck, she moaned as she slid down his cock and relished the sweet pressure of him filling her. She pressed her pussy against his balls and circled her hips, rubbing her clit against him. The stimulation to her body was overwhelming. As Jack kneaded her breasts and tweaked her nipples, the sensation of his cock stroking her as she raised and lowered herself on him and teased her clit against him quickened her ragged breathing. She couldn't contain her moans of pleasure, increasing her pace. She knew she'd come undone any second. Jack didn't know what part of her to look at. There were too many options. Her gorgeous face and a mask of pure pleasure. Her breasts as they bounced each time he penetrated her core, or her dark pussy as it ground against him. The visual stimulation was sexy as hell. He needed her to come quickly because not blowing his wad had suddenly become a Herculean task. With one last pull on her nipple, his fingertips grazed her abdomen and traveled down her body. With his thumb, he found her clit and teased the tender flesh. Fuck, Jack, she panted, curling her toes and scraping her nails through his chest hair. As his thumb stroked her clit, 
She frantically rode him as tingles of pleasure exploded through her body. All thoughts vanished as her orgasm overwhelmed her. Watching her come had been the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. Her inner walls gripped his cock, and he'd nearly lost it. But she slowed her pace as her orgasm diminished, and he reined his body under control again. This was too good to rush. Gripping her waist, he flipped positions. She squealed and ran her hands down his back as he thrust himself into her welcoming channel. He slowed the pace and regained control of his body, wanting it to last a little longer. She brought her knees up and hooked her ankles behind his back, shifting his angle of penetration. The new position encouraged him to pick up the pace, especially as he felt her inner muscles gripping at him again. He was going to lose it. She moaned beneath him as her nails gently scratched his back. Too hard, he panted. He didn't know how sensitive she'd be after just coming. She shook her head. No, harder. The intensity was building again for her, and she tightened her inner muscles to grip him. Fuck, she cried. Fuck, he groaned, as the walls of her pussy pulled at him. Everything disappeared in that moment. Pleasure rippled through him as his cum filled her. His pounding slowed to a gentle stroke as the final waves of pleasure slid him into nirvana. Bella had known sex with Jack would be great, but she hadn't been prepared for the mind-blowing experience that rocked her world. Each stroke of his cock filled her with not only pleasure, but love. It was like the joining of their bodies hadn't just been a physical experience, but rather a spiritual one, a uniting of two beings into one. She'd been so lost in the pleasure that overwhelmed her, the nervousness and self-consciousness had been swept away, and all that remained was peace and contentment. As she caught her breath, she relished the gentle stroking of his cock as he slowly moved in and out of her as the aftershocks of his orgasm waned. She hadn't decided for sure to have sex with him tonight, but when she finally trusted him with her heart, her thoughts, and he'd been so gentle and awestruck, she'd realized that she didn't need to hold back with him. Holding back would be giving in to the fear that had haunted her long enough. She wanted her life back, and one way of doing that would be to trust Jack with her heart and soul. Jack eased off her and lay on his side beside her. He studied her face and stroked her abdomen with his fingertips. You should make me steak more often, he teased. Bella giggled and playfully shoved his shoulder. I think you're the one who actually grilled the steaks. Maybe you should cook dinner more. If cooking dinner guaranteed a good time in bed, then sign him up for kitchen duty every night. If this is how you repay a good meal, then I'd cook for you any time. And, by the way, he dragged his finger from her navel to her nipple. You seem to be enjoying yourself, too. Her nipple peaked as he traced her areola. She groaned and smiled. She should be embarrassed by her actions. She'd nearly torn his clothes from his body and then shamelessly rode him. She'd let loose, but he'd liked it. Reaching over, she found his cock. Stroking its head, she felt it hardening again. Then, with a raised brow, she asked, What's this? Jack groaned and tweaked her nipple. Allow me to introduce the two of you, he said, as he leaned forward and pressed a kiss to her lips. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope that you enjoyed these chapters from Stolen Kiss. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. 
To keep up with various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.